In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, all the way from across the pond, the ghost finder general himself, the most haunted Richard Felix. Good afternoon, or should I say good evening? Are you well? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out all these stupid numbers that you guys have over there. <laughs> Excuse me. Listen, it should be very easy. You should be used to it by now. It's ever yeah, so right. easy. Uh, listen, listen, listen. We can send messages. We can take photographs of Mars. We can get messages, I think, back from the moon. So really, you know, just dialing 5,000 miles across the pond shouldn't be that difficult. Honestly. We we need to go back to basics, and we need to get back to telepathy. Uh, yeah, I think we have to go think back to back to uh, the, the string in the cans. Uh, no, no, it, the string would be too long uh, all the way across the. <laughs> well, the, the when Atlantic you think Ocean. about it, no, Richard. When you think about it, isn't that uh-huh. the first telephone? Wasn't that transatlantic cable? Oh dear! How <laughs> isn't that isn't that basically right. a big string? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Do you know, you're absolutely right. I've never thought about it like that. How on earth? I mean, how, how, how did they do it? I have no clue. No, I haven't. I'm still trying, trying to figure out how to dial you guys, like I said. Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. It's not easy. But just think what it was like during um, the early days of, of like the First World War, when they were laying the same thing, cables. Um, to connect one trench to another. How many times the guys would have to go out and repair them? This is Every true. time a machine gun went off, every time a shell went off and blew it up. My God, it must have been impossible. Think how far we've progressed. Full-time job, evidently. Oh, absolutely, and a dangerous job as well. But joking apart, just think how, how far we've actually uh, progressed when you think the whole thing now is, is wireless. And... That would have been paranormal to people a hundred years ago. Oh, right. And when you think about it, we will not, I mean, there won't be any wired anything. No? Oh, no, there won't. Of course there won't. Like, uh, you know, the mouse on your computer. and, and pretty, Yeah, but pre- pretty much uh, everything is, is getting to be wireless anyways. I mean, we have these little things you plug into your computer now that's, that's wireless internet. Of course. Right? Yeah. 
yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's just absolutely. Um, but as I say, this is this is one of my many, you know, sort of theories, if you like, that a hundred years ago, or, or perhaps even less, these things would have been considered to be paranormal. Oh, absolutely, and 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 would have been would have been a ghost, like like the uh, the remote on your for opening your car doors. Um, the remote for opening your gates, as I've said before, you know, a hundred years ago, people would have considered that to, you know, me to have had two ghostly gatekeepers that open and close my gates every time I pressed a button. That's right. But now it's it's accepted as as the norm. But uh, that's why we're progressing towards one day proving what the paranormal is all about. And what ghosts right. are all about? So do we do have a guest on the show. Is if we can we figure do. out how to hell a dialer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, 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 Richard. I mean, I have to dial fifteen numbers to reach you, and the, and then of course the number you you have is I have to like drop one number and then add these other tricky right. things, and it's it's got to be really I don't know. It's I don't know. Nine, like ten, you said, you 11, think they 12. couldn't? They this is strange because the amazing thing is that I'm just counting the numbers I have to dial you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You can never guess how many numbers it is, Ron. What? Thirteen. Thirteen. Good lucky numbers. To dial, to dial Ghost Chronicles, it's thirteen numbers. But why is it fifteen for me to call you? I don't get that. I haven't got a clue. That is so strange. Because you're, you're. Listen, you must be much bigger than we are. You are bigger than we are. You must have more people over there. You must have more phones than we have. Yeah, so but I'm calling come. you, not not vice versa. So I, that's I what I'm saying. That's the strange this thing. This is just way too too paranormal for me. Yeah, fifteen, fifteen for you, um, and and only thirteen for me. Something going on there. Yeah. There you so, go. So what's anyway, happening with you, Richard? Anyways, I, I what's know What's happening we, with me? Yeah, we had good response to that live show that we did with the video cast. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I so loved it. I really I'm did. Really uh, I'm not there that. tonight. I'm not there tonight, unfortunately. So I can't wave to anybody. Uh, I'm actually doing it via the phone at home tonight, um, rather than doing it there. But I do intend in the future to to be down at the jail to do it on a on a regular basis and Chris and Eleanor are working on a some form of um funnily enough wireless uh, camera uh, so I can actually take you around the um and various other things show you items and things murder I do, weapons I and do all have one of those believe it or not that was one of my first cameras that I ever purchased what caught co- co- oh really it was a infrared um Infrared camera with uh, with uh, audio output, and I could take that thing and walk around with it. And back at base camp, they could see everything that I saw, and they could hear everything. The only problem we had with it was the range. And and now, right? Yeah, it's called the ghetto cam now because the, my tech guy just just thinks it's so archaic. But back in the day, hey, it worked pretty good. Yes, of course. But when you think that that, that you guys in in um, all over America, oh, no, 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 not only America, but around the world, we're actually, you know, looking at, at a little old jail in Derby, England. How many thousand miles away? I have no clue. I haven't no, counted it Is it? It's, anyway, I mean, do we get do we get listeners in Australia? We get listeners everywhere, Richard. It's, they are. It's, it's well, not totally ten thousand miles away, or, or do we get listeners on the moon yet? Or on. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't been there lately, but I assumed if they're there, they're listening. I mean, they're listening. You know they're all listening. <laughs> we are we are building, aren't we? We, we, we? You know, the the amount of uh, uh, people that are listening, uh, building, and the, the more of these rather exciting like uh, last week, uh, then the better it will be. Because I really enjoyed it. it was really and speaking about last week, when you didn't show up, I mean, tell me that was... Oh, sorry, the week before. One. Sorry, that was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that was weird. I just hadn't a clue. Because I was trying to do it via Skype, and for some some strange reason, I, I, I could neither um, speak to anyone, and I couldn't even type in to, to sort of say, hi, guys, hey, guys, I'm there. For some reason, I can't speak to you. Uh, and I just don't understand why. I really don't, and I was so sorry that I missed um, Eric, Eric the, Eric, Eric the Monk, was it? No, 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 Brian. Not Eric. Brian the Monk. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And I, and I found out last week that he really isn't a monk, he's a friar. Ah. <laughs> Brian the Friar. But his, a big his, difference. His nickname was Brian the Monk, so that's why. Yeah, yeah he was a kind oh, monk, and, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, he oh, definitely absolutely. wanted to talk to you because I told him all about your uh, uh, theories about uh, people, ghosts being here because they're afraid to go over because of religion and yada yada. So he was already for you. He was. He was. Sad. Oh, what a shame! Did did he did he didn't pass comment today about it? No, no, no. Because no, we, that, uh, you know, we need one that of these days we're going to hitch up and then we'll rock and roll. That would be absolutely amazing. I would love to do that. Yeah, very sorry I missed that. But uh, there you go. Obviously, the the uh, the Atlantic cable broke. You see, and um, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually so, have some some kind of cool news. We are doing yeah. something for the first time this summer that I don't think has ever been done before, and that right. is actually to do paranormal investigating on the high seas. Oh, really? Hey, listen, I've just joined a group uh, yes. called the Haunted Haunted Titanic. Yes. Do you know about that? or I heard something, and we ought to have them on the show. I'm going to do it, because they, they, they got in touch with me. It's a, a fantastic guy, I think, and his wife as well, who um, they, um, Rob, Rob, I never know how to pronounce his name, but it's something like Wardlow, Wardlonski, um, and he's uh, written the most amazing name. books. Sorry? Polish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you, like you. And I do apologize, Robert, if I've got your name wrong. But, um, yeah, he's done a book on the haunted Alamo, uh, the haunted Queen Elizabeth. Uh, and I met them when I was over there on the, on the, on the Queen Elizabeth uh, uh -huh. two or three years ago. And, yes, they formed this group, say, Haunted Titanic. That's something I've been talking about for a long time, the, the possibility of, you know, of there being ghosts. Because we had a guy on, didn't we, a few months ago that was dealing with... Um, with, underwater with, stuff, underwater stuff, haunted, um, haunted ships, and and wow, I mean, this this could be quite something. Because I mean, you think of the number of people that died under traumatic circumstances on on the Titanic. Uh, right. Are they still? Are they under? The, oh boy. Well, that's, that's, that's part. That's part yeah, this is part of what we're going to do. Is is what we've done is we have rented a boat. And we are going to be going to some key locations in the ocean uh, where there have been uh, haunted activity reported, some of them off of islands and some of them sunken ships. And we will be attempting to do investigating from the ship, which has never, ever, ever been done before. No, no, no. So we're really excited. Oh, I should think so. Um, I mean, will you be going, will you be just doing it shipboard? That's or, the or, key. Or That's no. This is the key. It is gonna yeah. be all in the ship. So we will be 
on the high seas, moving in some cases, some cases yes. will be anchored, and we will be attempting to contact various spirits at different locations. For instance, we have this U-boat is sunk, and we will be dropping a underwater microphone, and we have a German translator aboard with us, and we will be attempting to communicate with uh, oh boy, any of the spirits that are in this submarine. And, and this is obviously, from what you said, it's obviously a German U-boat. Yeah, a German U-boat. It, it sank, it off, sank the, uh, off, the, off the coast of America. Yes, it did. Yeah, we, we were visited by U.S. U-boats uh, many times. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yes, yeah. In fact, in the wow. water, there was a couple that went into Portsmouth Harbor and surrendered. Oh, I swear, I didn't know that. didn't realize it. So was this, was this sunk, um, uh, you know, attacked and sunk? Or, yep. or Yeah. Sunk by the by the by the U.S. Navy or the Air Force? Well, I believe it, it was the Coast Guard at that time. Oh, I say. Now I didn't know anything about this. So obviously, a lot of the the, the crew died. Yeah, all the crew died. And the the, the U boat is how far down is it? I'm really interested in this one. How far down is it? Uh, that I don't. Uh, Leslie. Uh, okay, uh, I figured this out. Oh, very good. Uh, we're on the air now, uh, but you're in my other ear. Uh, Richard, I just got a hold of Leslie, so oh, I'm going to be calling her. Leslie, uh, I'm going to call you right back. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, so uh, I figured yeah, out the 15, to dial 15 I, numbers, didn't they? I figured out this 15 number system. So, Richard, what ha I have to do is I have to go off the air to get a hold yep. of Leslie. Uh, yep. Let's see. So, um, can you uh, whistle Dixie until I get back? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can whistle Dixie, but what, funnily enough, you, you carry on, Ron. Yeah, right. Uh, before I do that, I'm going to get a hold of uh, Eric and make sure that we can swing this over. Uh, <laughs> do you want a bit more, Dixie? <laughs> Not a problem. It's ra rather funny that... Um, I should be talking about Dixie because uh, in, in front of my screen here on the on the computer is um, a picture of a Confederate soldier, um, Elijah J. Bond, who I only found out last night was the guy that almost, for want of a better word, originated the Ouija board. Uh, really, Elijah? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm absolutely amazed. Confederate soldier. Um, I, and I, what I, well, I want to know more. That's why I'm, I'm sort of putting it out. I want to know more about him. Um, born in, on January the 23rd, 1847 in Bel Air, Harford County, Maryland. So, Richard, you carry on. Yep. I'm leaving now. I will, no problem. Yeah, um, Maryland, and he, he was the fourth child of Judge William Bond and Charlotte Howard Richardson, uh, his brother, General Frank A. Bond. Um... I presume he was a general in, in the Confederacy as well. He had two brothers, um, Frank and Arthur. They were both soldiers as well, both in the Confederacy. Um, and apparently, how true this is, I don't know yet, but apparently he, they say, invented um, a Ouija board so that he could talk to his um, lost comrades that were killed during the American uh, Civil War. And uh, he he patented. He apparently was the first guy to to actually patent um, a Ouija board. Um, I need to know more. Um, I need to know if anybody's got 
an original um, Elijah Bond Ouija board because um, uh, us guys in, in, in Derby Jail, that's me and, and Chris and Eleanor, um, they, they actually collect um, antique Ouija boards. And um, they've got a replica uh, Bond Ouija board, but we want a real one. We want an original uh, because we tend to use them down at the jail rather a lot. Uh, and uh, when we get our um, very special roving camera down at Derby Jail, then um, we will um, be hopefully doing a live Ouija board session at Derby Jail. But it would be absolutely fantastic to do it with uh, with an original Bond Ouija board, because who knows? You never know, we might just conjure up Elijah J. Bond himself on one of his own Ouija boards. Richard, I'm back. There you go. I didn't. I didn't whistle. Did you hear all that? You didn't hear that, did you? So no, are we going to sleep? But you know what? I got a. I got a hold of our lovely guest. Uh, there you go, Leslie Ferrari. What a name like that, huh? Oh come on, <laughs> Leslie Racecar. Hi, Leslie. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Richard. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Just been whistling Dixie while you came on air. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm you very. Know, I can do most things. You know what's interesting? If you say lawyer in the United States, then it has a uh, connotation to it. But if you say barrister from the UK, that would sound so classy. Really? Yeah, but all bar right. Barristers are classy, aren't, aren't, aren't you, Leslie? <laughs> uh, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just as a matter of interest, Ron. Well, I mean, there's a. <coughs> you have lawyers, you have barristers, obviously in America, just the same. Yeah. We don't. Well, they're one and the same. They're just a different name. Ah, now, now that's not so over here, is it, Leslie? No, that's that's not so at all. We have solicitors, and of course, we have barristers Which who do not... most of the advocacy work in court. Yeah, and so do we. Do we? I should know this. Do we have lawyers over here or not? Or is that just another word for a solicitor? I think um, lawyer generally is a legally qualified professional, so I certainly will refer to myself as a lawyer, just the way, the same way that a solicitor would. It's just that we have different sort of areas of speciality, really, in that barristers right. are seen as the specialist advocates. Uh, who only act in court, is that right? Well, we, we have rights of audience to appear, once qualified, we have rights of audience to appear in all the courts, so the lower courts and the higher courts. Solicitors can only actually appear in the lower courts unless they've undertaken oh. additional training, which they're allowed to I do see. now. They weren't allowed to do that at one time. I see. But, of course, you're a, you're a criminal barrister, aren't you? Yes. Uh, criminal law is my area. Yes, definitely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I presume getting on to, well, moving towards the ghost side of it, I suppose, have you sort of dealt with, with murder cases and that sort of stuff? Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, all the sort wow. of heinous end of human behaviour, really. Really? All those things that possibly cause ghosts, in other words? Well, exactly, yes. All the yeah. trauma and shock that is said to, to produce a, a spirit yeah. of animals, so, so, come on, Leslie, tell us, what on earth, how on earth does a, a barrister um, <laughs> sudden, suddenly become a ghost hunter? How on earth did that happen? Um, well, I, I was interested in childhood. My mother was very interested in all things paranormal, so I sort of had a bit right. of an introduction there. 
But my yeah. main interest started um, when I saw a ghost myself, which was in, I believe, 88. It was a bright, sunny morning, um, totally unexpected. There couldn't have been anything further from my mind. And standing in front of me was a solid figure of a Victorian gentleman, the full frock coat, jacket, waistcoat, just standing, looking solid. So, so how did you, how'd you know? Wait, wait a minute. How would you know it wasn't a ghost and a, and a real, real person? It was so solid. How do I know it wasn't a real person? Because it was in my house. <laughs> 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 it, was in, it was in my house, and obviously the first thought you don't you don't sort of jump to the conclusion that somebody's there standing in fancy dress. It's seven a.m. on an April sunny morning. Uh, just he was there one minute. Um, obviously, I was in absolute shock. And then he disappeared the next. Um, I knew exactly what I'd seen. It wasn't a trick of the light. It wasn't imagination. And to cut a long story short, um, did a lot of research um, from people who used to live in the house before me, including an elderly lady that had lived in the house as a child, and was told um, about the haunting. Oh, so it was, it was a well-known haunting in the house by people that had lived there before yourselves? Absolutely, yes. And they did, had no idea what I had seen. Um, what is interesting from my experience is that this particular spirit was looking straight at me and seemed certainly conscious of me as I was of him. He had a sort of sardonic grin on his face. Um, the accounts that I got from other people that had lived in the property um, was that sometimes he was seen with a, with a sort of top hat, other times without, which fascinated me. Because, you know, where does he go to get the top hat? Why does, why is he, <laughs> wow. Why is he um, seen sometimes with it and sometimes without it? It's fascinating. That, that's, that's, that is this, is, this is good. You were saying, Rob, sorry? That is very interesting. Uh, you, never, I, you know, usually when you see a ghost, it's usually the same image all the time. It, it really doesn't change that much. So this is kind of neat, actually. Oh, it is good. very interesting. And then, yes, I went on to do further research. The sort of interesting end to the story is that we found out that a headmaster, uh, he was a man of the cross, I can't remember which particular re religion he was attached to now, he'd started a boys' school at the house, and he'd gone on to commit suicide, which obviously oh. in those days, a man of the cross particularly to do that um, was very frowned upon. Um and furthermore, I managed to obtain a photograph of this headmaster, and he's seen sitting with a group of school children outside of the house, um, and under the seat is a top hat. And he's a thinner, um, younger version of the man I saw. It's oh, really? fascinating. Hey, Ron, this is a good one, isn't it? Hey, this is... This is um... This is, this is good stuff. So uh, the, one of the questions I was about to ask you was, you know, uh, when you saw it, did it, did it see you? Well, you know, was it, did it, was it an intelligence that, that, you know, was looking at you? And, and you answered that question by saying, yeah, he seemed to be looking at you. Absolutely. And that's what frightened me because his look wasn't particularly friendly. Um, and In other words, I wonder if... Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, I wonder if he was a, you were a ghost to him. Interesting. Poss possibly, yes. Possibly so. Golly gosh. But interestingly, I'm... yes. In interestingly, the accounts from the other people that had lived in the house as well 
all had a similar experience. There was one where he was there was a glass pane through a bedroom door, and one gentleman, really no nonsense chap, um, you could see that he wasn't a sort of teller of stories. Um, mm. He'd had the similar experience that this figure was looking in at him. So there again, seemed conscious of everybody there. It's fascinating. Wow. I mean, what, what, one of the many things, you know, I mean, was there any drop in temperature or anything like that before you saw him? No, I, I wasn't conscious of anything like that, Richard, at all. And as I say, the sun was streaming through the window. Yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful day. Um, and so this thing about uh, ghosts always being seen at night um, and that it's when you're all in this particular mindset, um, obviously these people had seen this particular spirit at all times of the day and night. Oh. So, yes, it was absolutely fascinating. So that's what stimulated my interest, because to me, the more the more I, I, I found out about the story and other accounts that people had seen, the more corroboration I seemed to get, which I know isn't always possible when people have a sighting. No, very much so. But this is real. Sort of, you, you were getting first-hand accounts, proof, evidence of other people seeing the same thing in the house that you lived in. I mean, do you, do you still live in the house, or...? Oh no, no. That, no, that's, no. Um, I left there long ago, and, and I was quite, I was quite happy to quite leave because. Happy. But you see, the, the other interesting thing is, uh, Richard, that I'd lived there for six years and hadn't seen right. anything. Uh, I mean, my son, he was only about three years old at the time, and he said to me that he'd seen a lady um, right. in the house, but I hadn't seen a thing at all. Um, and so right. that to me is also strange because I think, well, what was particularly different about that morning? That's what I want to know. Been... That's the next yeah. question I'm going to ask you. <laughs> being the detective <laughs> that I am, um, you know, I mean, did, had you had an argument? Had had Sheffield United won won the FA Cup the the day before and you'd got the news? And you know, sir, I'm coming. <laughs> had something happened that had, you know, changed the frequency in your brain, basically? Nothing um, at all. Nothing at all. It was such an uneventful morning. I was thinking about um, getting my son ready for school. And interestingly for, for you, I, th I think, would be the fact that this house is in Derbyshire. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> where? Where, is, can it? where is it? Show you the, I'll have to show you the photograph. Oh, Yeah. Because this is yeah. this is this is this is good. This is a jolly good story. This is and I, I'd, I'd not realised quite quite how interesting it was. Although you'd mentioned it to me in the past when we've been working together on various things, but I, I didn't realise it was quite such a um, what's the word? A concrete sort of story yes. as, as this is yes. really. And to have the photograph of him as well is uh, um, right. this is something we Ron. Can we not? We could get this up on the website, couldn't we? Uh, I guess. <laughs> sure, we can raise it, you know. <laughs> and although it's I was embarrassed at the time, yes, it's this, the, probably the, the lawyer within me just wanted the evidence, the sort of cold, factual evidence That's of it to support it. That's what I was was about being a lawyer and how that fitted in. But actually, we have only about 30 seconds to the break, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that when we get back. Uh you are uh, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. Our very special guest is Leslie Ferrari. Does that make you a fast woman, by the way? Oh, <laughs> oh <okay>. no comment. 
no comment. <laughs> and we'll be right back after the following messages on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. So stay tuned. Beyond. I like that. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Take 6,427. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, I'll have to get a new (laughs) co-host. I am brave beyond belief. Yeah, I will say. scares me. So anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron. See you then. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. And our very special guest on uh, Pararex, uh, Tojinek, Ghost Channel Beyond. And our very special guest is Leslie Ferrari, who is a barrister for those on that side of the pond and a lawyer for those on this side of the pond. And he also a paranormal investigator. So just before the break, we were talking a little bit about how does your uh, your barrister training come in as a paranormal investigator and, and someone who has experienced paranormal activity? Um, I think on the investigations that we do with Ghost Night Events, we try to take a, an evidence-based approach to anything we consider to be possibly unexplained. We try to look for rational, logical explanations. And... I, I agree with Richard when he says it's of eight or nine, I said ten so-called accounts of, of ghostly activity, paranormal activity, can be explained naturally. That's been my experience. You do find some people are so desperate to experience something unexplained, paranormal, that they sort of close their eyes to, to, the, to the rational things around them. And, and we had one lady on an investigation who was absolutely convinced that she'd seen a creature with red eyes staring back at her from a corner of a room 
and she just didn't want to hear the explanation that it was the burglar alarm sensor just triggering um, and she just didn't want to know that but obviously you have to be very feet on the ground approach otherwise you know it's a waste of everyone's time really do you use uh, psychics or mediums in your uh, investigations um, yes, yes, we do use mediums. We've had a, a variety of mediums with um, very different approaches. Um, I don't personally consider that a medium is always necessary. Um, but yes, we certainly have used them. And the other thing I was going to ask you as, as a uh, barrister, do you like, for instance, would you go back and investigate the uh, ownership of the property and find out who lived and who died there and so forth and so forth? Yes, yes, we try to. I mean, with the amount of investigations we do, that isn't always possible. And, of course, the, the accounts that you're given of the paranormal activity doesn't always help you locate a date or a name or something like that. But one thing that we are very careful is to check out accounts wherever we can, to take first-hand accounts from members of staff who work in a property every day, visitors that, that go there, that have experiences. Wherever we can, we take first-hand accounts and very carefully check out what people say they have experienced. But it's like anything, really. You can get a story, and it, it changes so much in the telling. So where we can do that, we certainly try very hard to. And I understand that also that in addition to investigations, you also do events? Yes, yes. Um, we conduct um, ghost investigations at haunted properties um, across the UK. Yeah, we go to some fantastic places, don't we, Richard? Don't we just? You see, they don't only use mediums, but they use me as well, because I've, I've <laughs> come on board. Uh, I've, I mean, scary. I've done... I've, sorry? Now that's scary. 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 I know, that's very <laughs> scary. I mean, I, to be honest with you, Ron, I've done, I've done, I did, I've done a few events uh, with Ghost Night events with, with Leslie over the last couple of years, and I don't know, there's something something about what they do. I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but more things seem to happen um, on, on events when I'm with them um, than things happen on any other events that I know. Apart from when I was over there with you, of course, at the battlefield of Gettysburg, but that's, that's a different story and we've done that one before. But yeah, so I, I've sort of thrown in my lot, for want of a better words, with, with Leslie and, and Ghost Night Events, and I'm doing a series of events with them. Um, the, the fabulous thing is that they also pick... Um, this sounds like an advert, doesn't it? Now, they they, they <laughs> tend to pick uh, places that other people don't go to, which is good. Somehow I don't know how they manage to get into them, uh, but they do. And, and I just find that, that things happen. I, I enjoy doing it, I suppose, that's why. And so they've, they've got me on board as well this year. So um, looking forward to some yeah. rather interesting investigations this year. Yes, and, and, you know, you're a very very welcome member of the team, Richard. We always have a lot of fun on the investigations, don't we? Yeah, that's very true. Um, what type of events and investigations do you do? I mean, what, what type of venues? Well, we go, we go to disused prisons, old museums, manor houses, castles, anything, any, any place, really, that's got um, accounts of paranormal activity. Uh, we, we are happy to investigate, but before taking the public along on these investigations, as I say, I'm very careful to check them out. 
I know of certain groups that will go to places that have no accounts from the staff or visitors, but simply that a medium has gone and said there's this, that, or the other spirit. I personally believe that if a place is haunted, um, staff working there and visitors just, just going about their business will experience things. Um, I wouldn't dream of taking people along and, and charging money for an event where it's just merely been only that, just a medium has sensed a spirit of unrest at, at that particular building. And the places we go to, to be honest, uh, generally have had accounts of paranormal activity going way back. Um, so they're very well known. But as Richard says, we do try to take people to different places, different um, locations, really. And maybe that's where the, the lawyer background does come into play, because um, many custodians of buildings, trustees, they're, they're very careful and, and very rigorous in, in the manner in which the building is going to be used. And maybe it adds a little bit of credibility with my profession, hopefully. Actually, someone from the uh, Pararex General asked if you ever went to St. Thomas More Estate in East Fitchley. I have no clue where that is. Uh, I've never heard of it before. Is either one of you no. heard of this? In East Fitchley? So, no, I can't say I have. Have you, Richard? Thomas More No, I haven't. Thomas More? Okay. Yes. Because he was he was obviously a guy that was involved with Henry VIII, I, I believe. I think that's right. Um, Man for All Seasons, mm. was it? Or I believe. Uh, no, I know nothing about this one. I'd like to know more, though. Okay. So if they can yeah, tell us, we'd, we'd, we'd love to know. Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Right. No. So what, what events do you have coming up uh, with Richard? Um, we have an investigation at Lincoln Jail. That's a fascinating, absolutely fascinating place, a, a former Georgian penitentiary that had a very brutal regime that drove, drove many of its inmates insane. Um, the building was unused for 130 years, and very sort of hardened night security staff would only go in pairs around the place. And we've got that one coming up. We've also That's got a really exciting one. It certainly Looking forward is. to that. We've also it Yes. Sorry, carry We've on. We've also got Whitley Hall, Whitley Hall, which is absolutely beautiful, beautiful, 500 years old, I believe it is. Um, now used as a hotel, but was once a boarding school, has been a house. Fantastic reports of paranormal activity there again with the staff every day and, and the uh, people staying at the hotel. Um, and that's the first time one. They've never permitted that to be used before. We've got Cosworth Hall um, in Doncaster. That's absolutely wonderful place seen the amazing activity on our very first investigation there um actually i actually saw for the first ever time a table leap without anyone near it really we had yes absolutely we had i've never been to I've, I've, I must be honest. I've done. I've done Lincoln Jail because I did it on a DVD, Ghosts of Lincolnshire. But I only visited. I've not done an investigation there. So obviously, Ron, I'm 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 terribly excited about doing it because I haven't been to these places. Uh, so it's it's virgin territory to me. There you go. It's fantastic. Certainly, Lincoln Jail. We had we were taken around by by the person there. He's he's worked at the jail for so long, and probably it's fair to describe him as a little bit of a skeptic. And he was yes. standing in one of our vigils and was um, terrified out of his life when he said he saw a face peering back at him through a, through a glass window. Really? And he was, I've never seen anyone so shaken. And he said, I used to walk around this building at night 
he had to go outside and have a cigarette and gather his nerves. He was really, really frightened out of his wits. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. And we're doing that very soon, aren't we? We are. 26th of February we'll be there. Right. Uh, Still places left, guys. <laughs> I got some more information on that place of St. Thomas More. And, uh, oh, yeah, tell us. According uh, to uh, Whisper in the Parax chat room, it was... A nunnery where children used to be brought. I guess they were abused there, and there was also a fire there that a lot died in. So, oh really? Mm. And I'd like to know if it's sort of open to the public, or if it's the sort of place we could perhaps do some some event there or something. It sounds good. Sounds very good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah, we'll look, we'll look it up. See what we can find out. Mm. Awesome. Well, Leslie, Fantastic. if you ever ever decide to come over to the United States. Uh, I certainly can hit you up with some interesting venues over here. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, certainly take you up on that. Including lighthouses, which we find yeah. very haunted over here, but not so much over there, I guess. You've heard of that there's apparently um, been a couple investigated on mm. the most haunted series, wasn't there, Richard? Yes. Yeah, one called, mm. I think it was called Suter Lighthouse. Uh, oh, yeah. And I don't even know house. where it is. But it was I before my Newcastle. time on Most Haunted. Sorry? Right. I think it's in Newcastle, yes. Suter Lighthouse. Oh, really? Really? It was on Series yes. 1, I think, of Most Haunted, which I, I just missed out on because I only did one, one show on Series 1. Uh, but because uh, you, you've got a lot of haunted lighthouses, haven't you, Ron? Actually, actually, there's a lot of lighthouses, haunted lighthouses around the world. When I wrote oh, really? book, Ghost today, I think there's like a dozen entries that uh, haunted license houses from Australia and you know yeah. all over the place, Canada and uh, the U.S. of course and the U.K. Yeah. and uh, some other ones. There's a lot of haunted lighthouses, believe it or not. But why is it? What is it? Is it something to do with the fact that there's this sort of strange, tall edifice um, protruding from the earth? That that acts as a some form of a beacon is is it the 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 loneliness and and sort of of, of the person that spends all their time in it? Do, any ideas? Mm. I, I would think there's there's several reasons. Number one, you can go all the way back to your uh, stone tape theory because most of the lighthouses are, are brick uh, are metal in a combination of the both. Uh, also, you have the dedication of the lighthouse keepers who yes, that was uh, were extremely dedicated to their jobs. Uh, also, their, their deaths, the tragic deaths of many of them. Uh, so, I mean, you've got a lot of things. And then water, for instance, water has a, a yeah. lot to do with paranormal, and we're not quite sure what the connection is, but uh, it's definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, Mom, but, uh, yep, we'll be over. <laughs> in fact it's about time you invited me back ron i think i think so i think so i mean we, i know oh, no it's not that's that's not true it's time you came here and then you could come and do an event with us i know yeah that, that, that would, would be, be fantastic it's funny because we just uh received the uh, we're supposed to be doing a tour of canada but i'm not sure where we're going, because I also had an invite to the UK as well, so it's like uh, being torn from a, three different directions here, and, and we're doing wow. so many events of our own as well, so it's it's, it's difficult. We're doing something yeah, that's, that's really, really, really cool, Richard um, and Leslie. It's, did you ever hear of the Flying Stanters? 
The flying... Flying... Santas. No. Well, no. Uh, back when all the lighthouses were manned by the Coast Guard, uh, there were families aboard with children and everything, and the Flying Santas was a non-profit organization that would actually fly to these uh, locations, remote locations, to bring toys and gifts at Christmas time. Oh, oh. Flying Santa. Yes. Oh, wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah, and, and now most of the lighthouses, of course, are automated, but they still yeah. continue this uh, tradition by bringing uh, gifts to Coast Guard uh, children and families. Oh, and so this summer, this summer we're doing a special bus tour. Uh, Jeremy Dontron, who you know, uh, uh, Richard, yeah. one yeah, of yeah. the foremost lighthouse experts in, in the United States. Yes, indeed, yes. He, he and myself are going uh, up the New England coast, all the way to the very tip of uh, the country where the first rays of light hit America. And uh, it, it's kind of neat. So, And this, this is to raise money for uh, the uh, Flying Santas. And this, is, I believe, is in uh, May May 13th through the 17th. It's a, a three-day uh, bus trip. So, and we're gonna be What a fabulous thing today. It, investigating. Mm, we're going to be investigating wonderful. along the way. Uh, Owls Head Lighthouse, one of the the, the one that's still uh, manned by the Coast Guard, it, it's uh, extremely haunted. It's been on several TV shows and uh, uh, documentaries, and, and we're going to do an investigation there. I'm going to lead an investigation here. So what what of, is the activity that they experienced there, Ron? It, it, it's, pretty, it's a pretty neat story. There's, there's several associated. Uh, one of them is there's a little girl of a lighthouse keeper who is very, very young. I forget her age offhand. And uh, one day she came down, and she always had an imaginary friend that she told her parents about, but her parents always thought that was just, uh, you know. Uh, imagination. imagination. Right, exactly. Then one day she came down, and she told her, woke her dad up and said, Dad, it's time to, to uh, run the uh, foghorn. And at, at her age, I forget what the age was, but it, she hadn't even, even heard of a foghorn, but what was before her, you think? And so, and she said, well, how did you know this? And he said, the man told me, the man with the beard, my friend. And there are cases that in the morning, too, you'll see uh, footsteps going up to the lighthouse. And that's it. Wow. They just disappear. And there's none, it doesn't originate from anywhere, and, and it just ends at the lighthouse. And a lot of times the, the lenses and the brass will be polished for, by no one. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, stories associated with it. Amazing. Sounds good. Sounds very good. Yeah. Do you get a lot of people that want to come and visit them? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there's, really? There's, so many, uh, just people who love lighthouses, not even counting uh, people yeah, yeah. who love those. So you put together. I mean, last year we did uh, three nights of tours for Portsmouth Lighthouse, and they sold out. Uh, you know, we oversold all of them, and they and uh, we did a lighthouse investigation there as well, and, and that sold out as well. Every every time we do something, it sells out, it's, and it's good because all the money goes to. Uh, uh, the Portsmouth Lighthouse for the, the main yeah. lighthouse. Because What's the most interesting um, experience or evidence that you've found on the investigations of lighthouses? Oh, there's been so many. Uh, I mean, I've been pushed going up the stairs on one of my first investigations at Portsmouth Lighthouse. 
Uh, we had a dock figure at the oil house, the Portsmouth Lighthouse, on the thermal image. And, of course, we have a black-and-white thermal image, and so a coal mm. figure was black, and it was stood there, and it just disappeared as we approached. And God. there was no one there. Uh, the co- it is an active Coast Guard base. In fact, it's the only lighthouse on an active Coast Guard base. And the, the towers are manned 24-7. And many times they'll see figures uh, by the lighthouse and in the fort. There's an old uh, fort there uh, from Revolutionary Time. And they'll see figures in the uh, IR cameras. And when they, they look at the glasses, there's nobody there. But you can see them on the on the through the cameras, but not with their eyes. Gosh. Wow. Exciting. So many, so many. Mm-hmm. You see, Leslie, notice that, that, that Ron mentions all these fantastic pieces of equipment. Um, Actually, guys, you know, I have to interrupt us. We have a caller, so we'll have to take the caller for us. Oh, excellent. Okay. All right. Hello, caller? Hello. Who are we talking with? My name is Kirsten, also known as Spooky Palooza. <laughs> oh, hi. How are hey, you? Hiya. Good. How are you guys? Very well. Can you hear me all right? Very Excellent. well. Okay. Uh, Richard, I have a question for you. I was in England meeting with some um, mutual friends, uh, Mark English and, and Alan. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> And I was actually there to, I wanted to go visit some of the western sites in England and Wales um, for Viking locations, haunted Viking locations, or just in general since my family's from western Norway. And I know I did a little research to find out that the, you know, the people from my area of Norway wound up on the west coast of England versus all that excitement on the east coast of England, which was, I guess, more Danish. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I understand you are in Derby? Yes, I am indeed, which is a Danish uh, town, of course. The only, excuse me, the only capital town of Great Britain that has a Danish name. Hmm. Would you believe? Diorby. D-E-O-R-B-Y. B-Y is, is, as you probably know, Danish is is pronounced B. Uh, And the place was was basically, uh, there were a lot of deer in the woods around here, so they called it Diorbu, place of the deer, town of the deer. And, uh, yeah, we're the only true Danish name in the UK, would you believe? Because most other names were were Old English, uh, Saxon, uh, or a mixture of the two. But Derby's Mm -hmm. name changed. So we're pretty special, and we had a battle in 917 between the Vikings and the Saxons. Oh, that's always fun and exciting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing better and, to do. Oh, let me tell you, we also have we also have the ghost. Uh, you see, I'm not sure how many, you might know more about this than me, how many Viking ghosts there are. Well, that's what I was calling to ask you. <laughs> oh well, we have what we have one in Derby because we've actually got a skull uh, in one of the pubs in Derby that was found in a, in a Viking midden or pit from a leatherworker's. Uh, the skull has a very bad damage on the side of the skull where it was actually uh, struck with a sword or an axe. And then uh, they drank out female. of it, right? No, no, they didn't. No, it was it was it was it was in the in this pit until 1992 when we found it uh, under the 
under the cellar floor. And it's caused the most amazing amount of poltergeist activity in the pub ever since. Uh, so we we have a Viking ghost in Derby. How about that? I love it. Yeah. I love it. But that's I, I yeah. was kind of calling to see where where do you think I'd have best luck um, finding these things? Is it like in the north and in, in uh, what is it? Is it Cumbria? Yorvik, of course. In in, in York, there's a uh, the, the Yorvik Centre. Uh, right, but that's the east side. That's on the. It's almost well. It's more in the. It's slightly to the east, but quite quite up the middle <laughs> of, of England. Um, okay. But yeah, <laughs> western side. Well, listen, I have a, a, a good pal uh, who I'm sure is listening tonight, uh, Mike Totty, who is, is also a Viking, uh, I believe, and um, he may well be able to put us on to more uh, Viking ghost stories. Um, so, if you want to take, um, let me think, if you want to take my email address and email me, I'll get back to you, which well, is, is Richard. Go on, Ron. Talk to me. It was I'm me. Sorry. Yeah, if you want, it, it's Richard at FelixFilms.net. Richard at FelixFilms.net. Okay. Uh, email me, and I'll have a word with Mike. So we'll see what we can find, see so if we can find some more information about um, um, ghostly Viking sites. Because I'm fun. interested can in that myself. You, you my know, last, my you last know, summer trip, I was supposed to go there, but I got distracted by your crew of cronies at Spiral and Compass Paranormal, so I never got to go on that adventure. <laughs> I never made oh, it to the, to the west side. Oh, never mind. Oh, we were having fun. It was all great. It was wonderful. I had a good time. But uh, That's all that matters. Are you coming back over? Oh, I hope so. I would really like to get back there this summer, but, you know, it's going to be about, all about money. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the trouble. Well, sometime, and if you do, get in touch, and we'll, uh, we'll meet up and talk about Viking ghosts. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Well, Thank you. You know what's talking to you? You know what's interesting too is that when I was doing the research on uh, my new book Ghost of Day, there are yeah. sightings of Viking ships off of Greenland, and then uh, on a certain day, and then on a certain day off the coast of Nova Scotia, there are sightings of Viking ships. So I was wondering what, how long it would take the Vikings to go from Greenland to Nova Scotia. I was wondering if that actually, uh, you know, coincided with the two dates that were. Uh, that I researched. Hmm. How long? Who knows? Yeah, I know. It's pretty neat, though. I mean, uh, totally independent. Uh, yeah. That, you know, first you find, uh, you know, a sighting in Greenland, which, you know, you figure, okay, that's where the Vikings were. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, a certain time later. So it's like, maybe they're doomed to sail back and forth for eternity. <laughs> Well, you never know. A bit like the, um, what's it called? I'm trying to think of the name of the ship, uh, the famous ship. Why ain't that? Oh, the Mary Celeste. Or, oh, that uh, works too. Yeah. Interest well, but I'll tell you what is rather food, interesting. Thank you, so, thank you so much for calling. You're welcome. Thank you for Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Leslie, have you heard of any Viking ghosts where you, on your travel? I haven't, no. I was just thinking what an interesting question that was. No, I've, I've, I've never heard of any Viking ghosts. No. Well, you see, you see, without getting into depth now, one of my theories about this would be the fact that they were pagans uh, and mm. didn't have anything to do with Christianity would probably mean that, to a certain extent, they they had no fear of of the afterlife and so yes, have gone to Valhalla. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, which absolutely supports your theory, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, doesn't it, Just I need to find out more about it. That's given me something to do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? Most interesting. I mean, it's. I mean, you guys have so many roaming goats. I mean, I don't understand yeah. that, but what, whatever. Yeah, it's true. But but Vikings, as I say, you know, they were pagans. You see, so uh, it's a bit like my when I say, have you ever heard of the ghost of a caveman? Same thing. You know, not many. Hmm. Need yeah, we more. don't often hear of the ghost of Roman soldiers that appear to have an intelligence. It tends to be more the the Recording. sort of playback thing, doesn't it? Very much so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, York, and I mean, Chester, and various other places. So, if you look at it uh, through a Roman Catholic point of view, uh, that ghosts are actually in purgatory, then it would make sense as well. They've spent their time, they've paid their dues, and they moved on. Yeah. That's true. Mm. That is so mm. right. Mm. Very interesting. Leslie, how does anybody get onto your website? How do they find out if they want to come on one of your events? Um, well, our, our website is www.ghostnightevents.co.uk and we also have a Facebook group page. Which everyone is very welcome to, to join us on that and just put their comments on there and any interesting photographs. We'd be very, very interested to hear any stories, things that have happened to people. We, we enjoy that very much. I think it's a great idea. And also, you should bring me on, uh, uh, on Facebook, Ronald Kolick, and also we'll link you up so that you can get on as well. So that'd be great. Fantastic. Thank you. So, believe it or not, Richard, we've run out of time. Uh, oh, doesn't time fly when you're having fun? I guess so. <laughs> well, so, Leslie, we, we thank you so much, so much for coming on the show. And once, the, once again, the name of your uh, investigative team and also your events is? Uh, Ghost Night Events. Ghost Night Events, that's pretty easy enough. And uh, we'll have to have you back on the show when, uh, maybe after, after you and Richard do an event together and yeah. uh, see what happens yeah. and what's going on. That would be good. We'll report back. Yeah. yeah, certainly. That would be fantastic. Well, thank, thank you. you, guys. Cheers, Leslie. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Uh, and to you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, what, that, she had a good ghost story, didn't she? That was a very good story. I just uh, yeah. I just find it amazing, you know, especially, you know, I, I had never, ever thought about that ghost appearing differently. In different clothes. Yes, yes. With your hat on, with your hat off. That's really fascinating. And she's she's such a credible lady, you see, Ron. That's the other thing. Credible people that see ghosts. Right, absolutely. Policemen, um, doctors, barristers, lawyers, royalty, presidents, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, it's funny. Uh, Ghost Night Events, once again, is her company. And... Yeah. Uh, and Richard will be doing some things with her as well, so you can check that out. I will indeed. So yeah, I'm, sure I'm sure it'll be on your page as well as your Facebook page. Oh, of course it is. Indeed yeah. it is. So it's time to wrap it up, I guess. Time to go. And, uh, oh, do you have a good Valentine's Day before we hit the road? Say again? Have a good Valentine's Day over there. Yes, very good. I did. I uh, Guess what I did last night? Dining with the Dead. <laughs> the English really? version. Yeah, there you go. A really good night. Yeah, had a really good night. Well, tune in well, next week, Good night. God bless. Look forward to seeing you next week. Happy hauntings. Bye. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, 
things that go bump in the night.